ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having a wonderful day, and uh, today we're going to kind of talk about a little bit more country music, and today we're, I guess, we're actually going to do another discography deep dive. However, this one's going to be an interesting one, because this guy currently has new music being released all the time. By new, it's like more albums, but they're just like re-releases of old albums. I don't know if it's just the record company because this guy has been actually passed away. And this guy is one of those guys that, well, even he thought he was forgotten. Based upon the popularity of his releases and everything on Spotify, it seems that country music has not forgot about him. And the guy that we're talking about today is Farron Young. And this is going to have to be a deep dive that is released in two parts because uh let's just be honest here there's a lot of music to cut through um and uh you know i really enjoy all his music but once you get listening to the same artist for such a long time it can be kind of uh i don't know sometimes you really get into the mood and then after you listen to them for a while you're like man I could go for listening to something else. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to separate the two. So I have today the introduction to Farron Young and the introduction to his discography. According to Spotify, which is kind of chalked in general, however, we're just going to do our best and go throughout the entire discography and try and learn about Farron Young. So here we go. Now, Farron Young is from Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana, who actually grew up on a farm, but was not influenced by country music early on. He actually grew up loving pop music at the time. He was actually encouraged, though, to sing with his high school football coach in their band at local nursing home. Eventually, he learned to love this music because it just become natural to him, and he actually showed up on, like, one of the most popular shows, country music shows of all time, Louisiana Hayride. Now, Farron Young is widely known in the honky-tonk sounds, including songs like If You Ain't Lovin', You Ain't Livin', Live Fast, Love Hard, Die Young, and even on top of that, Hello Walls being probably the best crossover single that he ever released in the pop charts and the country charts. It's actually his number two hit overall. However, universally, through the, I guess, the fourth wall, if you want to call it, of country music and pop music, it's probably the number one hit overall. However, his chart-topping number one of all time, it's four in the morning, really showed off his versatility as a vocalist. Now, these other singles that he did in the honky-tonk sound... They're really good, don't get me wrong, but when it comes to Hello Walls written by Willie Nelson, there's just a way about Farron Young's voice that it just has a smoothness, a tempo, like kind of like a cowboy-esque like smoothness to it, if that makes sense. And he was often known as the hillbilly heartthrob and actually followed a singing cowboy filming role as the young sheriff. Young singles charted for more than 30 years. Talk about a long career in the country music industry. However, in failing health, which we'll get into here in a minute, he, he actually passed away in 19... 
96 at 64 years old, which is a lot older than I thought he did pass away. However, the way that he went out was very sad, in my opinion. And uh, we'll actually talk about that here in a second. However, we want to talk about, well, in the lives of country music icons, there's always been uh, problems, usually throughout that journey. Everybody suffers through their own uh, trials, tribulations, and dealing with that. And uh, he was plagued through his most of his career with depression, alcoholism, and which could have been the demise of uh, himself. And 1972, Young was actually arrested and charged for assault for spanking a girl in the audience at a, in a concert in Clarksburg, West Virginia, after claiming she spat on him. I mean, I don't know if I'd spank somebody for spitting on me, but I definitely wouldn't be happy about it. This is kind of crazy, though. The just he was uh he appeared before a Wood County, West Virginia judge, and was fined twenty four dollars plus eleven dollars in court costs. Just think about that. This just for perspective of where we are in history. On the night of December fourth, nineteen eighty four, Young fired a pistol into the kitchen of his Harbor Island home when he refused to seek help for his drinking problem, his alcoholism. Young and his wife actually separated, sold their homes, and bought individual houses. And uh, there were some people that would ask him that did he fear about shooting holes into the ceiling. And Young was like, no, not really. Not particularly, I believe was the quote. Not whatsoever, that's what the quote was. The couple actually divorced after 32 years of marriage in 1986 and this would lead to the health problems of depression of course the alcoholism was already there but the true depression of being a country music legend however feeling like the industry is leaving him in the 90s therefore it seemed very grim and he actually shot himself on December 9th 1996 and actually, he died the day after he shot himself. So he sat in pain and suffering for a whole day. And, uh, you know, it was very shocking that he did this because he was very well liked in the country music industry. He was not a very hateable person. He had a very nice personality. He was very warm and inviting according to everybody that knowed him and actually of course a little extra backstory he actually served in the United States military early on in his life as well so it seems like a lot of country music um old older country music artists served in the military at some point um which I can't blame him it's a very justifiable cause to go into and I respect anybody that does it to this day but it just seemed to be not necessarily a popular thing, but just a thing that was seen almost natural for a lot of country artists that I've noticed here in the last little bit, looking at the careers of uh, historically famous country music singers such as Farron Young, right? One cool thing, if you can call it cool, is that he actually had his ashes spread out outside June and Johnny Cash's 
uh, household when they were gone on the street of Old Hickory Lake. So that's pretty cool. So, rest in peace, Farron Young. And of course, looking into his music, it's definitely a uh, type of music if you like old school, like beating, like. It's really hard to describe honky tonk music in general, but you know, like when an old Hank Williams Sr. tune comes on, like that utter sound, it's just undeniable what it is. It's honky tonk music, and Farron Young's like the embodiment of it. Um, he also was a very handsome man, according to uh, most people that went to go see him back in the day. Honestly, he has a very... I've seen pictures of him, and he had a very distinct style. I remember him dressing up in, like, a red, like... Not really a cowboy coat, but a little red coat. Had a little bit of, uh... A little glossiness to it. Man, was really feeling himself. So, uh... Farron Young, of course, died pretty early, I would say. 60s to me, which these days is not really that early. And I'm sure for back then it wasn't that early, but, uh... I don't know. I feel like he had a lot left in the tank, but due to the feel of being rejected by country music, which is almost like a foresight into how people may feel today, not to the point of being, you know, to killing themselves, but definitely uh, a uh, interesting outlook on quote unquote music row as he was being rejected in the 90s because you had people like Garth Brooks and Tim McGraw and Alan Jackson and people like that. It's really hitting it big while these old school country singers who, I'm not saying Alan Jackson's not old school, but just saying that like the old school style country music was not being uh, industrialized the way that it used to be. So... That's a little insight on Farron Young. So now we're going to dive into uh, the notes that I have about his music. And uh, I will do my best to try to keep this nice and brief for the first episode. Because uh, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Farron Young has a lot of material to go through. It's been uh, very interesting to listen through it all. But I mean I've gone through like a good 10, 11, 12 albums on the Spotify discography. And the problem with that is there's a lot of repeats. So... Um, I have to like go back and listen to them, and then like seeing if there's any variations in the songs. Like sometimes there'll be just slight different instrumentals and stuff. So you really have to sit here and listen to everything. And once it gets repeated over and over, it gets to the point where you're sitting there like, "Have I heard this song before? Maybe, maybe I haven't." And then you go back and listen to it, be like, "Well, I've probably listened to this song about 15 times now." <laughs> It gets kind of crazy. It really does. But it's a really enjoyable experience. And anybody that knows me, I love to go through and dive into albums and find songs that I may have never heard of. And this is definitely one where I found a whole bunch of songs, but a whole bunch of repeating songs. And yeah, it, it's just been, it's been a trip. It really has. So we're going to start with the first album that I have in the notes, right? And the first album that I have in the notes... As I scroll through, because I actually take notes on these, is a uh, release in 1963. Now I will note that uh, Farron Young started releasing albums in like the 50s. So essentially, 
a lot of this music is either re-released or just the discography on Spotify, which, I mean, if I had every single Fair and Young album on vinyl, I'd be turning those things and listening to them that way, but I, I don't. So, this is about the closest that I can get. So, 1963 titled Alone With You. And then the first track is called Some of Those Memories. And this is when you cannot remember the good memories of a relationship, but you're always plagued into the bad memories. And I love the strumming in the third stanza, especially when he's talking about how he's a prisoner or a prison of memories, right? He's been he's in a prison and it just feels like he's imprisoned by these memories of being bad. And then Backstreet Affair, this is about, of course, a love affair that's going on in a small town. A ton of people talk, like, in a lot of garbage about them. Like, you know how it is in a small town. It doesn't, if, if you don't know how it is in a small town, let me go ahead and just set the scene for you right here. So, for instance, I went to school in a fairly small town. I don't know what the population of it is. Um... We'll say middle school because that's when most people would say high school, but I went to an early college, so I, I got to avoid majority of that drama crap, which was great. Um, middle school was kind of like my introduction to it. And when you have a class of maybe 165 people, I mean, uh, it's going to be bound that if someone ended up kissing somebody somewhere, you're going to hear about it, and the whole town's going to hear about it. and there's going to be all this drama that's thrown onto it. And everybody knows it. So if you're trying to hide the fact that you are in love with somebody, it's about impossible in a small town. So that whole premise of being in love in a small town and breaking up in a small town and stuff like that is an actual thing. It really is. But when it comes to uh, you know the lyrical sensation of Sam Hunt talking about a breakup in a small town... Uh, can't say necessarily that I like the beat of that song, but there is a truthfulness to relationships in a small town, how almost intimate they are, and how it's really hard to hide anything that's going on. So that's what this song's really talking about, right? So, once a day, this is about being stuck about, you know, thinking about one who has moved on from you, but you're thinking, you know, like, once a day, I always think about you. And uh, it's almost, again, where he's being haunted by these memories. And, of course, these songs were before his uh, his divorce, right? So there could be some implications of, you know, well, his his marital life may not necessarily be, you know, the best marital life. However, they were together for... 30 plus years, I would say that they at least had a pretty good marriage life, you know what I'm saying? So, it's kind of interesting. Apartment 9, so this is kind of a ditto on the previous track. This track has like an old school western type beat to it, like almost like the you're in the wild west and you have a cowboy that's playing a guitar and beating to the sound of a horse almost while he's riding. I know that's almost impossible to do. However, that's kind of the feel for it, right? And it's clearly got the setting of this apartment where him and his significant other used to spend a majority of their times or lived, apartment 9. And he talks about how this apartment kind of like haunts him now because uh, it's, it's a great, it's a great uh, ordeal of being, you know, alone in this apartment, away from everybody, 
Yeah, it's just it's a really sad song. Memphis, Tennessee. This is a really upbeat, which is a big digression according to the previous songs. And uh, in this song, he's trying to get a hold of this Marie, right? This lady uh, that he so loves, and he's trying to get a hold of her. And that's what this song's essentially. And most of these songs are like a minute to two and a half minute song. When it comes to country music, the songs used to be extremely short and concise, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but when it comes down to diving deep into themes and stuff, not very much there, really. It's pretty baseline stuff. Busted. So this is a blue-collar song about struggling and not being able to pay the bills with the current farming. So this would kind of be going back to his growing up in Shreveport, Louisiana, being a farmer and learning the true struggles of being poor, right? And not necessarily poor to the scheme of like not being able to pay everything, but being busted. So, you know, like don't have enough money to get all the luxuries in life and stuff. You're barely getting by kind of deal. So Tiger by the Tail. So this is like a country classic for most people. Like, everybody knows Buck Owens sings Tiger by the Tail, right? And Young's voice actually complements the song really well. I almost feel like it's a smoother version of the song compared to, like, a Buck Owens. Like, I love Buck Owens. Don't get me wrong. One of the amazing people in the Bakersfield Sound production. However, when it comes to this song, I really like Farron Young's version. And sometimes people's covers... Of those songs can transcend over others. Like the way that somebody sings one song may not necessarily hit the same as another, but I don't know. Like, for instance, right? I think of songs like, let's see here. I'm trying to think. I mean, the obvious would be like going to a Cody and Ward song, right? Or a Josh Morningstar and a Cody song. So, most people know, if you listen to my podcast, you probably know that I have a massive uh, a massive addiction to Cody Jinks music. Um, borderline knee therapy. <laughs> About no. But Must Be the Whiskey was written by Josh Morningstar. And if you listen to Josh Morningstar's album, um, Must Be the Whiskey has a few lyrical changes, but it's a lot different. And the reason that's a lot different is not only the voice, but also the beat. It has a different kind of strumming to it. It's not, you know, got the hard band behind him. It's just kind of Josh out there just strumming his, which I like both songs. But each one hits different. Sometimes when I'm rocking and rolling, I want to hear Must Be the Whiskey, you know, Cody Jinks style. But if I'm really in that, like, I don't know, some people say bender, which I, you know, I don't drink, but if I'm in that state of a bender and I'm listening to the song as, like, my therapy or whatever, must be the Whiskey Josh Morningstar's version hits a little bit harder for me. So, I don't know if it makes much sense to you guys, but that is how I view it. Um, sometimes instrumental does play a big part in, you know, how a song comes across. It really does. Um, like, Ain't a Train, right? Love both versions, live and non-live. When the fiddle hits, it feels like more traditional, like Charlie Daniels-esque, like sitting there, like going ham. 
And then when you have uh, Jake playing uh, an amazing rift on his part of it in live, it's great. So I don't know. It's uh, Sometimes it just fits differently in your life. So that's what I have to say about covers. Now I spent a little bit too much time probably talking about that. But I feel like it's an interesting point to bring up. It's four in the morning. This is an interesting song about being awoken for the loathing of someone else. Um, extremely, I would say, lustful for sure. Especially in the third stand of talking about breaking up and being back and forth about being breaking up, right? You you break up, you want to get back together, you get back together, you break up. This song is definitely one of the classics by Farron Young. A lot of people love this song. It's definitely one of those honky-tonk classics, right? Three Days. and I really love the old school beat of the song. The lyrical quote of yesterday, today, and tomorrow being those three days, right? And I like it. Like, that's a really important thing. Like, if you really think of the grand scheme of things, the most in three important days are not like specific dates. It's what you did yesterday. So what you've done yesterday to influence yourself today. So living in the moment, making decisions that will impact, you know, based upon your decisions of yesterday, impact tomorrow. How you look at life tomorrow, how you build yourself up or Build yourself down for tomorrow. It's a very deep song. I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Sawmill. This is about losing your woman over work, right? Like you're over there trying to just work really hard. Provide for your quote-unquote self and family or significant other. And it don't pay. You know? It don't pay real well. And it's hard work. And of course being the greatest problem with this is, uh, you know, da -da -da -da. here, I mean, coming down the road, wait for it to come down the driveway, be my gaming monitor, please, it don't sound like it, shucks, I'm waiting on a gaming monitor because my TV went boop, alright, let's see here, right? And uh, he actually said that in this song, he says, woman, a woman is like a dollar. Which, I mean, you know, if you look at it from today's viewpoint, now that's a pretty strong lyric. And I would say that, you know, if that came out today, then uh, there would be some uh, complications with that lyric, we'll say. But, you know, it's just part of being all the time, right? So everybody knows Roger Miller, King of the Road, man. This is about that hobo that's living day and day on limited income. And he's the king of the road. Just as a quote. And Farron actually does a cover of it. And I don't know what it is to me, man. But Farron Young's voice is just so smooth. Like, I love Roger Miller. Like, one of my favorite songs I used to sing with my grandpa is You Can't Roller Skate in a Buffalo Herd. <laughs> like... That's just a funny song to sing. And something about Young's cover really does such a great job fitting with this song. I wish I had Harry Young's voice, I'll tell you that. 
swinging doors. So this is being dumped, right? And you basically call like girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, be like, yo, if you need me, I'm going to be at these swinging doors. You know, I'm going to be out here uh, hanging out there with my boys, drinking the, the beers, the whiskey, just listen to the tunes on the jukebox. I'm behind these swinging doors. So like kind of a saloon-esque. And uh, this is a Merle cover, of course, and I, I would say it's definitely a good song. I mean, any song that's by Merle is a good song, but it's just, I don't know. I, I feel like Farron does a good job in the song, but it's one of those instances where I'm like, I, I like the previous version better. So, Country Girls, so this is losing yourself to a country girl who you love so dear to someone else, right? This is about losing your girl, who is indeed country, who loves someone else now. And a fiddle is amazingly great in the song. It's a very underrated fiddle. And it's just kind of like a secret love affair. Like the Backstreet love affair. However, it's a flip of the coin. You know, it's not like me and you are getting together and having an affair. It's like you and him are having an affair on me. You know, it's the it's a flip of the coin, which is on the same album, which is kind of... I don't know. It's very interesting. I wish it was back-to-back. That would be interesting because that would have been like, you know, they're having an affair and then you put yourself in the shoes of the person that's getting cheated on the next track. Mm. That would be pretty cool. I trade all my tomorrow for just one yesterday. Oh, man. Talk about an extremely deep song. Being willing to sacrifice your whole future to get that significant other back. Willing to do whatever it takes. Sacrifice your riches, your future, your job, whatever it takes to get this woman back. And talk about a deep song. Just the title, I'll trade all my tomorrows for one yesterday. For just one yesterday. Mm. The minute you're gone. So this is kind of the heartbreak of a staple of Young's albums. He's missing a lady of his. He prays. He begs. He just wants to be with her. And obviously it's of course to no avail. Think of me when you're lonely. So the strumming in this, excellent. You're essentially telling that lady, you'd be like, hey, think of all the good times. But, uh, you know, whenever you're lonely, I'll be out here. I know you're traveling and I'll be waiting for you. You know, it's kind of an interesting beautiful song in a way hey mr bluebird a metaphorical bluebird that you invite to come stay in the household to create happiness to heal his heart right of course bluebirds being blue and his heart being blue so you know it's just a little fun upbeat song be like hey bird come hang out with me help me redeem myself I can't help it. Basically saying, don't blame me for being mesmerized by the woman that's moved on, right? I can't I can't help it. Like, yo, this girl was so important to me, I can't help it that I love her so, you know? Your cheating heart. I mean, what can I say about this? This is like the ultimate revenge song by an unfaithful woman. And whenever it has something to do with Young covering, it's just the smoothness, right? If you can imagine any country music song, 
I would say that Farron Young could probably cover about 80% of them with a smooth voice and make them either, you know, at the level of the artist that first sang it or above. I'm not saying this one's above because, I mean, it's hard to... It's hard to beat Hank Williams Sr., but I'm just saying. Next song is Just a Little Lovin', so this is showing love in the right way, you know. Simple as that. Nothing too incredibly deep there. Satisfied Mind, that is talking about wealth being just that, and the wealth being simple, supported by friends, and at death he, he will and at death he will be happy and satisfied. So essentially, not being rich in regards to numerical value, household, cars, but being rich in love. And that's probably the most satisfied you'll ever be if you ever get to that. Great song. Dance Her By Me one more time. So never giving up on a lady that you see in public. So like you're saying like you're trying. Alright. Boys visualize it. Alright you're in a bar. Alright, so this is a great visualization already. Isn't it? <laughs> you see a lady that you really like. She has a charisma. She has a characterism. She is, you know, whatever. She's glowing. And you go up to her and ask her, you know, would you like to dance? Or would you like me? Can I buy you a drink or whatever? And she kind of like doesn't say no, but kind of like, I don't know. It's like, Kind of a no, but not. This is when you don't necessarily stop, right? And, of course, you know, in the grand scheme of things, if she says no, then this song has no application at all. But, however, when we're talking about, like, one that's saying, like, no, but not really, and not saying no, like, saying nothing at all, almost, and you're like, all right, let me prove it to you. So this is about trying your best to get a woman. In a bar. Or any place, I guess, you really think about it. Then we get to Hello Walls, the young classic. What a fantastic song. This is a, a song that actually talks about how this guy is in the house that he uh, lost his wife in, we'll say. And he's looking at parts of the wall. Like, the wall's here and he says, Hello Walls. You know, that voice crack. Hello, Walls. And then he's talking about how are you today. He's personifi he's personifying the household. He's talking about the wall. He's talking about the window. And he sees like a run, like a little teardrop in the paint. And he's talking about how he's sad, but he also sees how the house is sad with him. Like they're coping together. Which is just amazing. Now, this song was not written by Farron Young. However, Willie Nelson does a great job with this song, but Young's version of it, it's definitely probably in my top 100 country songs. Which is, you know, that's a lot of songs, but there's a lot of country music out there. It's just something about the writing of it to me, which you gotta have to credit to Willie Nelson, he's the one that wrote it. However, it's just, it's brought together so well by Young. Mm. High Noon, Do Not Forsaken Me. I love, love, love the beat of the song. Really short, yet really powerful about being standing hand-to-hand, side-by-side, through thick and thin. 
Is she all you thought she would be? Talking about being concerned on the woman being false, you know, her love, just like she played the artist. Do you think she'll always love you? Because the artist says, you know, she acted like she loved me, but she really didn't love me. However, you know, is that how you feel right now? Because I don't want you to go through the same hurt and heartache that I did. A heartache for a keepsake. Great title. And this is a great personification of a keepsake being a heartbreak of a woman, right, he is living through. Great comparison between pictures fading yet memories seeming like they never do, right? So, you know, you have a picture in the light and it slowly fades away. This is kind of like referencing that. Face to the wall. So this is being cheated on by a woman who you got caught in the act, right? Turning the metaphorical photo of the previous lover away from yourself. I mean, not much you can say there. It's like being ashamed, but yeah. I can never be ashamed of you. Talking about ashamed. Great, great crossover. Good job, Cole. You totally planned that. Not uh, Being proud of being a part of this woman's life, even if she had a sketchy pastime. And it almost hints like, it almost seems like it's talking about prostitution. It doesn't say it verbatim, but... Mexican Joe, a fun little story about a Latino man who's a rambling guy who shows all the girls a great time, but never ends up... Oh, so he doesn't have to pay the bartender or anything. It's usually... He's just a fun person to be around. Like, I think of... He has his beer goggles on, kind of s. Like, he's that fun guy out there that really enjoys it. And uh, he also doesn't get billed with anything, so... This is a probably a staple in uh, Young's catalog. Live fast, love hard, die young. Talk about living a life that's worth dying for in Young. Wanting to be a memory in the people that you care about. And this is rambling, like personified in a song. So, I mean, it's one of those classic songs by Farron. And yes, we are still on the same album. I'd like for you guys to know. This album's extremely long. And I think it just kind of... Gives you all the hits of Farron. Crying time. A time of sorrow for a woman about to leave you all over again. I mean, she's going to leave you. Verbatim. Nothing really to say. Almost persuaded about being tempted at a bar. You know, you're getting, you know, lonely or whatever. Yet you uphold yourself because you got a lady who is worth not cheating on. This kind of gives me Cody Jinx, uh vibes you know from after the fire album and i don't know this song's just really good i enjoy it his vocals are gold in in this song the tips of my fingers talking about how physical touch is a way to reach the heart of others however it can play into you know your ultimate downfall invisible tears indestructible memories of talking about how much you love them you can't rid of yourself of their memories, and you won't cry over them, yet, you know, you are actually crying for them, just not on the outside. When two worlds collide, sometimes when two people who are opposing each other, and they just can't work together. Simple as that. Seasons go, seasons come. I love the comparison of love to the seasons of nature. Like, uh, yeah, I mean... It's just a great way to compare love because it, you know, you can, 
it'd be cold, and then it can be warm, and it's gone, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's definitely a good comparison, right? Life is like a picture. You know, that's an interesting co- comparison, but I gotta say, it's probably, you know, my least favorite on this album. And everybody's allowed to have those least favorites. It just seems kind of like a reach to me personally, but, you know. Welcome to my world. Talking about the depression nature of being a part of a world as you wait somebody that's not coming in to help you at all. So this could be like a reflection of him in Nashville, like expecting Nashville like come show him attention and yeah, he didn't get it. Unmitigated gal, let's go. Talk about a change of pace. Unison of the voice and his strumming so beautiful. This is just talking about not letting go of a lady. And it, it definitely, after going through all these songs, they're all really similar. This one really stood out. Sweet Thang. Not Sweet Thing. Thang. T-H-A-N-G. You Southerners know. And this is an interesting song about, well, cheating. Talk about getting caught in the act. So, yeah, there's that. Along with you. Again, the fiddle. Whew. So good. There's a trio of singers in this, and this is just about being with that woman and being alone all the time with them. Like, you always want to be alone. You guys just have those moments. A moment isn't very long, so you can't lose her memory no matter what positive things you got going on in your life, right? The moment isn't very long. The race is on. Another classic. George Jones. Being lonely, and of course being compared to the race. So... Very Young does a good job with it. Sitting in a night cafe, not being able to solve a lady who gives you that cold shoulder anymore. Like, you know, you're trying to figure out what you did wrong, but, uh, you know, there's there's no physical evidence and there's no actual evidence or anything being wrong. I've been through that. Sucks. Walk tall, be proud. Being tall because of... A mother's advice should have listened to the, her mama because his time in prison had changed his perspective. You know, he wasn't able to be proud and walk tall because of the past that he lived in. Going steady, I mean, this is just about keeping a relationship going on. And love the instrumental, but he definitely sounds a little bit different in this recording. I don't know what it is. The other woman, so this is. Treats him better than the woman he is married to, so he can't necessarily leave her. Like, this is a cheating song. Chapel in the Moonlight. About to get married in the chapel, visualizing. You know, you visualize this chapel and how beautiful it is. Small, intimate moment. And I love the standfast attitude that Young has in this song, right? Here comes my baby back again. She keeps coming back to hurt the singer. He loves her, but he just can't give her up. I don't know what it is, but... uh. You know, it's definitely one of those things where uh, it's true. Sometimes you just can't give people up. And you just have to let them give up on you, right? As far as I'm concerned, he's willing to put in the work for this lady. As far as he's concerned, there's nothing better in the world than this lady. My God. I'm sitting here scrolling, guys. And I ain't even one-fourth of the way done. There's so many songs. Holy schnapsel, and it is like 40 minutes long. Okay, uh, I gotta scroll all the way back to where I was, guys. 
I let it slip away. This is when you love lo when you let love slip away being because of stupidity. Now you regret it. You idiot. Pickling time. This is a farming song about cotton in the south because it's poor season when it's not time to pick those crops out. So it's this little farming song going back to his roots in Louisiana. Ballard of Paladin. This does not. This does not fit well in his uh, catalog. However, it's it's a good song. It's a ballad of a Western man who romps. You know, it it just it fits the Western theme, but instrumentally, it's different. There goes my everything. I mean, of course, it's talking about a woman. His heart, his dreams, his woman. Is it really over? Asking that dreaded question of, is it finally time for it to call it quits? Are, are we done? Are we going to keep going? Are you sincere? Really trying to keep up with that woman, right? Being stand up about, you know, being sincere, being truthful. The part where I cry. I mean, this is the moment where you're just about to lose yourself. Uh, this loss of love is too much for you. I guess I had too much to dream. So he wants a lot of his dreams to be reality, yet has great aspirations, right? He, he he can't reach those goals. He dreams a lot, but those goals of his dreams are something that never happens. Tomorrow never comes, so this isn't Garf, but uh, the woman is leading him on about being married, and he's hoping he gets to that point of being married. However, he's starting to have his doubts. And we're on to a new album. Let's go, boys. Let's go. That's one album. Now you can see what I was going through. <laughs> this is amazing, right? So we get into The Country Christmas in 1972. White Christmas, very minimal, instrumental, and really puts Young's voice on display. Great, great job. The Christmas song, people say Merry Christmas, Christmas all the time, but there's just something about the word Christmas that holds a deep meaning for a lot of people. Happy birthday, Jesus. Gospel theme, baseline beat, nothing too crazy. Candyland, a fun little Christmas song about being around in a candy dream with, you know, your Christmas candy, your, your candy canes, your little sacks of coal that you get you know what I'm talking about and uh, you know just yeah Christmas in the mountains I love the banjo and the banjo is in this and especially since he's mentioning the banjo in the song and he's talking about going home for Christmas so it's like you know the whole I guess it's technically a nursery rhyme like when she's coming around the mountain when she comes it's kind of got that vibe to it with a little banjo so it's talking yeah I love it. Oh, come all ye faithful. I mean, it's just a little hymn action. Silver bells. Very baseline Christmas song, but he does a good spin on it. And most people know that I don't like Christmas music that much, but he actually does a good job with his Christmas albums. Notice how I said albums because he's got multiple. A whole bunch of songs repeated on it, therefore not covering everything again. Winter Wonderland. The only thing I said about this is his his literal voice, man, it carries this album for me. It's just something about Farron Young's voice that's so soulful, and it really plays into the Christmas music. It really does. So, 
It's actually probably one of my favorite Christmas albums I've ever heard, personally. So, yeah. Story of Silent Night. Let's talk about the creation of the song of Silent Night in song form. Interesting perspective. Baby Jesus. Well, just that. And Country Christmas. This is my favorite on the track. The banjo makes the appearance once again. And uh, let me tell you, that banjo carries that song with his voice to upper levels. Little town of Bethlehem, right? Very smooth. Nothing I can say. And we are on to another album. Let's see. I'm going to see how long this album is. I'm going to see if I can carry it. Alright, I think I can do this one. So, there are three versions of this album. There's, It's a collection of albums, I guess. You really won't think about it. And, we're going to get started with it. It is, the albums are called The Radio Shows in 1993. And this is Volume 1. He'll have to go. This is talking to a girl he really liked who already has someone. And you're trying to convince her to leave him. Like you're saying, hey, I'm a better man. The echoes of your footsteps when a woman walks away and it's mutual, a thing where they both want to leave, but it hurts as the guy to see her go. I miss you already. Self-explanatory, but some amazing guitar strumming in this. I let it slip away. The regret of letting a love slip away in which you thought was not worth saving. But it was. And the voice is so exceptional in this. Mm. I'd just be full enough talking about easily falling in love with a woman, but is haunting by her past endeavors. You know, you're kind of worried because she may not have been the most loyal person in the past. Detroit City, wanting to come home while you're stuck in the city life. This is a Bobby Bear classic, and his voice is really good in this. I don't think it's better than Bobby's, but it's pretty close up par with it. It's just something about that song, and I know this is stupid. This is me being a kid, but every time I hear the song, I think of Sandy singing I Want to Go Home uh, to Texas and Spongebob. So, I don't know. It holds a little good value for that. Open up your heart, talking to a woman to give you a chance to date them. I mean, that's very relevant, because in this world, uh, Dating people is not easy because people are absolute jerks and they will break your heart in half a second and not care anything about it. And that's why people have to protect their heart so much. So yeah. Ain't had no living being in solitude since you can't really be dealing with a loss of a person walking out. So you're just in solitude. Let's pretend a making up song of the ages. Forgetting past transgressions and just loving each other. I fall to pieces. This is an interesting uh, it's an interesting song because it's Patsy Cline cover, but a male person covering her. It's a great job, though. Friends owning a past love is not working. And then he talk, he, is, he has a Pearl Beer ad in each of these albums. And this is just, and after that, He's just got a little sign-off from Farron Young. Fun little tune as he says, adios. And I think that's where we're going to conclude this one. I have so many more albums to go through, but this is a good place to stop because it's going to be around that 50-minute mark. 
hope you guys enjoyed. I hope I didn't go too fast, but the problem with Farron Young is he has so much content, and in the realm of having too much content, I gotta try to get through it fairly quickly. So the best thing, if you want to hear more Farron Young, is to listen to him yourself. He's on every musical platform, YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple Music, everything. And personally, I would recommend listening to the last few songs that I was talking about, his radio show, because it has just a great collection of music through all three albums since we got through the first one. However, those are pretty decently well done. And I will also say the Christmas album, just choose one, go through it and listen to it. They're all the same reproduction of the same album, but they're all really good, so... Thank you guys so much for supporting me and listening to me blab about country music. I hope Farron Young's story is interesting to you, and I hope it's relevant today. I feel like it's a good uh, foreshadowing of what's come in country music today. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate all you guys listening in. And I hope you guys will come back and listen to the second part whenever I get to it. Um, it's going to definitely be a classic, a country classic. Ha! Funny joke. All right, see you guys later. Peace, love, chicken, grease, and keep country music alive, baby. Adios.